my name is Maria, but you can call me Marike. From Cadiz in the south of Spain, and you are listening to Ascent Marks. <laughs> Welcome to Accent Marks. I'm joined here with Mariki, my dear friend from Spain. Uh, Mariki, how are you doing today? I'm fine, Alan. I'm so happy you invite me to join this wonderful podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm appreciative that we could uh, schedule the time. It's uh, it's always hard to figure out what the time is in Spain and. And here, so to to find a good time that works for us, I was I was excited about. Um, but uh, how have you been? How how are things going there in in Cadiz? Well, right now it's okay. But Alan, I have to tell you, but right now I'm studying an exam for a mm. a government administration, so mm. I don't have too much time to enjoy the the good place. Uh, that is Cadiz, but to be honest, the last weekend was my birthday. And, oh, happy birthday! And I have, and I have been celebrating it as, as we say in Spain, as a gypsy. We say oh. gypsy birthday because okay. it's every day a celebration. Oh wow, that sounds like the right way to celebrate. Um, is to always have it be, um, you know, every day. So, how long does your um I guess your gypsy birthday then last. Is it um is it one week, two weeks, all month? Uh Alan, it starts last Friday and it's going okay. uh, and I don't know when it's going going to finish. Okay. <laughs> because Good. I have some friends that even are texting me like we have to celebrate your birthday. And uh, maybe in April, maybe in May. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's all year long celebration. I like that. That's great. Well, I, I like that concept of, you know, it's not necessarily the day. It's just you get to celebrate with your friends. And however long that takes is how long your birthday is. So that's that's a great way to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said that you're studying. So um, what um, study, what uh, degree are you studying towards? Uh, I studied at University Advertising and Public Relations with mm -hmm. Tourism. But uh, but if you want to have a really good job of advertising or, or tourism in Spain, here in Cadiz, you have opportunity to work uh, in tourism, but it's, mm, you have to go really slowly, you know, like okay. start from, from down. And what I did was uh, I decided that I wanted to live in Cadiz. Mm -hmm. So because of it, I want to study something that give me the opportunity to have a good job with mm -hmm. good salary, um, with time to enjoy life. Because, yeah. you know, as if you work for a company, mm -hmm. you are not going to have too much time to enjoy life. And this is something important for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there in um, in Cadiz, there's a lot of tourism, correct? So there's a lot of opportunities to work for um, a tourism focused company. So what, when you get your degree, what kind of work would you like to do in the industry? This is another to uh, another question, and be, mm -hmm. I because uh, I love travel. Mm -hmm. I um, is something that I want to know the world, but mm -hmm. the problem is when you are working, while everybody is enjoying, is enjoying, right. you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. it, and it was something stupid because I love so much tourism and I want to work in tourism, right. because uh, this is why I'm studying this administration um, exams. Because one day I want to work uh, for tourism, but government tourism in oh, wow. Cadiz. It's, it's local, local tourism as 
you know, like, um, maybe uh, advertising of, of Cadiz, you know, sure. like how to sell my province, how mm. to sell the wine, how to sell the, the beach, uh, how to sell the, the hospitality, you know, mm -hmm. and restaurant. Yeah. Well, I know definitely firsthand how beautiful um, Cadiz and the whole province is there. Um, in fact, it's one of my favorite places in Spain. Um, it's where I met you, um, yes. which is, I guess, why we're having this conversation in the first place. And, um, you know, it is uh, coming from a tourism background myself. You know, I got my uh, degree um, in uh, economics and tourism in Buenos Aires which is kind of part of how we're connected, right, is uh, somebody that I met in, um, in Buenos Aires, a good friend of yours, um, and coming to visit him up in Jerez, which, yeah, he was staying in Jerez de la Frontera, um, and that's um, how we met. So um, do, you remember, do you remember the story, Mariki, of how we met? <laughs> of course I remember. I was a, a study or I was already studying, but different exams. Um, my friend was working in Jerez and he was really busy. So you went to visit him, but he was busy. So mm -hmm. he told me, oh, mm, Alan want to meet, want to know Cadiz, want to visit mm -hmm. that place. And can, can he go there with you? And I said, of course, I don't know Alan, but <laughs> If he's your friend, I don't have any problem. I will show Cadiz to him. And that is why I picked you up close to my house in the train station. Um, we enjoy the city. We visit every places. And we went to have lunch with my father. <laughs> yes. Yes, that was a lovely memory. Um, I believe yeah. we were eating pizza, correct? Isn't that what yes. we had? Yes. We, we, we went to a pizza restaurant, mm -hmm. you know? Yes, mm. I remember. Close that was a very, beach. that was a very nice memory because I had never been on that, um, that coast of Spain before. And it's, it's very beautiful. Um, I didn't know about the Levante or the wind that comes through. Um, but it's just very, oh, beautiful. It's sunny. It's nice and dry. Um, it was, um, definitely a great memory. And then getting to meet your father, obviously was, um, was very special as well. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that when we get to the reading section. Um, uh, as, as I think you have something that will connect into how we met, uh, which I think was very special. Um, but so, so you, but you grew up in Spain. And um, I know that you you spent some time, um, I believe it was in the UK. So tell me about that and, and what kind of led you to um, stay, you know, taking time to, to live in, in the UK and then um, and learn English. Yes, I grew up in Spain and, you know, here it's so complicated to, uh, to study English. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's the handicap. Uh, I don't mm. know if we can say that in English, but it's the mm. handicap of Spain. How oh. to teach good English. You know, at school, mm. I had really good a uh, teacher that teach us because she, she was every time speaking us in English. But mm. it's so complicated for an Spanish person because we, we make some jokes about accents because this is really right. something important, accents. And right. when a person tries to speak in English perfect, People is like laughing of you and it's mm. so complicated for Spanish people. So after finishing uh, university, I met a guy uh, and I had a relationship with a person from another country mm -hmm. and he was living in London. So I decided to, as I was with the last subject of university, uh, I used mm -hmm. to go to London every month. I, I used to spend mm. every summer in London. And after it, um, and during this time, for this time, I was uh, doing my Erasmus in the Netherlands. I was uh, six months oh. studying in the Netherlands. 
So um, for those that don't know what uh, what is Erasmus, I think that is Era- a spe- ah, specific sorry, sorry, thing. I yeah. know. <laughs> no Erasmus problem. is is an scholarship that oh. the Euro the European Union hmm. give to every study from the European Union to to study in another country. Oh wow, in, in that's great. European, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so we have different options. Um, it depends on the the university, what they offer. In Cadiz, we have a lot of people from other countries, like maybe po- um, Germany or England or French people, you know. And I decided to go to the Netherlands because it was the, the, perfect, the perfect place to study English, to continue with my English. And, and as, as you can, <laughs> as you can see, my English is not perfect because here you can't practice every day, even. Right. And practice is very important, right? Like that is um, something that I've, you know, even when I was learning Spanish, right? Like I think I studied Spanish for like 10 years before I lived in a country that spoke it. And you learn so much more um, in the times when you are actually speaking it every day and you're around people that have the native accents um, and it starts to, you start to pick up on the accent, right? Like, so you're not learning just the language, but you're also learning how to speak it in the way that the native speaker does. And so I guess probably from an American perspective, it, it's surprising maybe to hear that like you were speaking English in the Netherlands. So is there a large speaking or English speaking population uh, there in, in Amsterdam or in, in the Netherlands? No, it's because, you know, like European people are mm-hmm. ready to speak English perfect. Right. Because people from the Netherlands use English as the language at university. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because because everybody speaks different languages, is that kind of why that they chose English to do a lot of the coursework in in English exactly. there? Exactly. Oh. And 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 even in Europe, but mm-hmm. in Spain the problem was uh, that uh, we have a dict- the dictator Franco that oh. he you know like he he used the the origin we can see the the TV in original version. Even American film, we watch it in Spanish. Oh wow! Okay, so you're saying that because of the way that Franco like made everybody only speak Spanish and didn't let basically let the population adopt other languages. Is that so? And that happened years and years ago, right? So when when did that happen? The Franco time. Then censorship. Wow. Censorship. Because yeah. of the message of different films or different things from programs from other countries. Hmm. So so that's a problem. And um, the person who put the voice to an mm-hmm. American film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is for example, uh, is a job, a really good job in Spain. A lot of people work on it. Oh wow! Just doing the voiceovers for um, to make sure all the films that are broadcast in Spain are in Spanish. Wow! And that's still a thing today. Yes, it it wow. is still today. Yes. Wow. Um. Uh, and even my mother have mm. never watched um in original version of film. Oh wow, and she only speaks Spanish. She does not yes, speak exactly. Spanish anymore. Right, wow, exactly. And this is something that we have to change, but it's cool. Wow. So and you mentioned before that that was that was you you said a, a handicap, but maybe like a disadvantage for the Spanish people is mm-hmm. this um, the reliance of only you know speaking Spanish and how that may limit opportunities to go and and study or go and interact with people from other countries. Um, And, uh, you know, I think to how America is set up, and that is 
in a lot of places, it's the same, right? Where there's a lot of people that only speak English and um, never get the opportunity in a lot of cases to, to speak that language. Maybe the education system is not set up to let them take um, foreign language classes, um, or there's just not a desire, right? And, and kind of like how you said everything's dubbed in Spanish, well, we dub everything in English. Uh, and so that's a, it's an interesting uh, viewpoint that Spain has kind of like the same problem of not trying to learn. I guess, you know, I, we get kind of a maybe a, an advantage as, as Americans um, that, um, or from the U.S. rather, uh, that our language happens to be spoken and kind of used as that language of business in a lot of places. But yeah, I, I, I agree. It's kind of you want to be able to go out there and work and live and communicate with people. Um, so I guess, I think we all need to learn more languages, right? I think that's, that's definitely I, true. I think it's wonderful. Um, if you start from, from, from babies, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you, you can, you can learn better another language because right mm -hmm. now, if you just uh, grow up listening just one language, your brain is not ready. To, right. to to learn more language and it's going to be really really complicated yeah i think your ability to acquire new language after a certain point like the brain is is not developed and um or doesn't develop as quickly um but once you i believe there's studies and i'll have to look some up but the brain as you learn a new language changes and then also as you, if you already have a second language or a third language, like you process information in a different way as well. So I think they say if you, if you speak multiple languages, you're just hardwired to be able to do it more. So like, for example, you speak how many languages? There are two. Just the two? But Alan, I can't go for you that because do, uh, I don't know if you know my friend Gabriela, that she was from Romania. Gabriela is a person who was studying with that friend that we have in common and me okay. yep. mm -hmm. at university. Yeah. She was from Romania. We started uh, at university to learn German. After one month, because in Romania they have the original version, she can speak Spanish, from a soap opera, soap opera. Oh, wow. You know? She she learned Spanish she, she from the could, soap operas. <laughs> she could Great. learn Spanish from soap opera. Mm. So we we study um, German together. And mm. after one more, uh, she started to make a text, a, a paragraph. A, and I said, what class? are you going we used to go together to the class and i was like how can you do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah some people are just very gifted at it you know and it is impressive uh when i hear somebody's like oh i speak five languages and i'm like wow how like that's amazing and then i think it's interesting when they you, you learn one language, but then the next one is um, you know, not that hard. And then the next one and you kind of like pile them, you know, as kind of like new skills that you can um, continue to grow. And I, I felt that way in Portuguese, like I took some classes in Portuguese and they were it was similar enough to Spanish. Uh, so I feel like when somebody loves to study languages, you find one and then you can kind of study the ones that are related to it. Uh, so that that's a cool thing. I don't know which ones the, the Germans, maybe she studied something else that had a German base or something, or maybe she's just really good at languages. I think that is because Romania mm. as, as Latin uh, and as German have a... 
I don't know how to say that in English. Maybe it's similar, mm. but it's declinaciones. Oh, like the... Like, like the, the, the base, you know. The roots, g- yes. Ro- yes. Rosa, rosa, you know, in Latin. But mm-hmm. as, as maybe it's that. Yeah, but the I think... roots are similar. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. There's There's definitely some similarities then maybe i'll have to find somebody from romania or maybe i can talk to your um to your friend at some point and have she's a fly fly attendant in flight emirates oh wow so then she's probably around people from all over the world yeah and Uh, she uses those language skills i'm sure (laughs) yesterday i was speaking with her and she told me hi mariki i'm in australia and i was like hi (laughs) <laughs> you're like take me with you i want to go too exactly but after uh, australia i'm going to go to dubai and after dubai and i was like stop please <laughs> i can't hear it yeah i have oh, to wow. study <laughs> wow so so you had your experience in in london and um, was that the only place that you've lived outside of spain yeah, out to, yes, uh, London and the Netherlands. Oh, and the Netherlands, of course, yes. Um, and so now, I guess you kind of, you were able to travel, and you and you mentioned you love to travel all over. Um, where has your been your favorite place out of all the places you've been? Maybe maybe you could tell us some of where are some of the places that you've been. Uh, I don't know, Alan, because <laughs> I have traveled a lot. Uh, since I'm 14 years old, I have been in the UK. Maybe I have been in UK like more than 30 times, you oh, know, wow. like because yeah. I have been going on summer to learn English, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I was like uh, 16 or 17 and it's mm-hmm. a little bit complicated to learn just in one month, you know? Yeah. But my favorite place, I don't know, maybe is or Santorini in Ooh. in Greece, yeah. or I think and even I have visited uh, visit almost no a lot of Europe, not almost because I have mm. to visit the north. Mm. Um, but I think that my favorite city of uh, Europe is um, Lisboa. Lisboa. Oh wow, Lisboa. that's. Lisboa. I'm going. Um, I'm going to be there in. Uh, I know. You in just a couple me. of months. Yeah, I'm very excited, and and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you, as well. Um, I want to come down back to, to Cadiz and Andalusia, the region, um, all around there. I loved Jerez and and Cadiz and. Um, definitely excited for that part of my trip, but I'm going for a wedding. Um, some dear friends are. Uh, getting married there in Lisboa, and I'm very excited to get to know that. Um, so you'll have to send me your recommendations. Um, I'm sure you have some good ones. That's good to and, know. And is the first time for you in Lisboa? Yes, yeah, yeah, the wow. first time to go to, to Portugal. Um, so I'm looking forward to that very much. Um, it seems like I have a lot of friends that are very interested in, in Lisboa and um and have said great things. So definitely looking forward to any recommendations you have or anybody out there that has for, for Lisbon. Very excited. Just enjoy the city because it's, it's like sad. It's sad, but you have to listen further and enjoy um, the, the Plaza do Comercio and see the Via Augusta. Mm. And you have to go walking to Torre de Belén. From Lisboa, from the from Plaza do Comercio or from the downtown in America. <laughs> uh, yep, that's, uh, you right. Have, that's right. You have to go uh, walking mm-hmm. from there to Torre de Belén to eat uh, to the the sweet like sweet pie, like sweet uh, pie. Ooh. Yes, I that don't sounds know. Sounds amazing. I'm very excited it's, to try that. <laughs> It's like, um, I don't know, but it's typical from Belen and you have to try it because it's wonderful. But mm. if you do 
uh, that way, working, you will enjoy a wonderful place. It's you are gonna uh, get exhausted, but it's wonderful. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. And um, so, so Lisbon is your one of your favorites. That's that's so cool to hear. Um, so, uh, it, and you know what I think is interesting is that you've you've gone and seen a lot of places and taken um, advantage of having access to all these amazing things uh, close by, and you've kind of taken that and said, "Hey, like, there's all these great places out here." Um, and that you love traveling to them, but now you want to grow that and and show, share what Cadiz is with the world. I think that's a very great mission to uh, to share with people. Just because I think there is tourism where where you're from, but it, you, there should be so much more because there's so many great things to share. Um, tell tell us a little bit about Cadiz and and kind of what makes it special because I think it is so special. But um, I could describe it, but I think it comes much better coming from you. Mm, but do you want that I describe like Cadiz, my city, or mm -hmm. all the province? Why don't you do both? Yeah, let's talk about the city, and then you can say some something about the all all the surrounding areas too, which are um, which include Jerez and some beautiful wine country and all those things. I, I will start with my city mm -hmm. because it's, you know, like it's a small, it's like a small uh, island, but it's not an island. It's connecting to Spain with a, a small uh, arm, you know. Mm -hmm. The peninsula. Uh, where, peninsula. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. A peninsula as Spain, but the, inside Spain. Cadiz mm -hmm. uh, uh, is a small city. It's see around all the city you even can can smell the salt hmm. of the sea the salt of the sea that's what the the name means uh, the salt you know like yeah see it's salty oh yes yeah it is extremely salty exactly and it has two one two winds like levante as you said and poniente mm -hmm. it's even on the day the winds take you to <laughs> move you m different movements you know like levante is make you like crazy but you can feel that uh, cold on your face most of the time even when you are close to the sea that it makes you feel alive even the yeah. people is so kind hmm. it's the kind of people that is going to try to help you to to do whatever or to make you love, you know, oh, as wow. when my friend told me, Alan is here and I said, of course he can come here. It's the kind of people that that we are. And the city is, is, is really wonderful and have a lot of history. You know, I was working from the city hall, like showing museum, but the, mm. the city have uh, 3000 years of history. Wow. It was it was the second city important after Rome during the wow. the Roman period. You know. Wow, no I did not know. That's that's great. And I think it had um a Mor the Moors, correct? Were uh, had come up to that area, but is it was it that they didn't cross over? that they didn't take over Cadiz, and that's why it's so, Cadiz was so old? Cadiz uh, was so old, um, but Roman people was here, even Phoenician. Oh, wow. And we have a place that is a Yacimiento Gadir, the name, if mm. someone that is listening to me <laughs> want to visit my city is welcome. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the, we have, um, Yacimiento uh, Gadir, that is that place that we they found even rubbish from Phoenician people. Wow. That that rubbish has like 3,000 years of history. Wow, that's amazing. So there's a lot that was preserved then, right? And I think that the last time that I was there, if I remember correctly, 
they were, you know, they were finding more stuff, right? As they were starting to construct buildings and um, or improve roads, they would dig up things and find more of these artifacts from from that time period, right? Yes, but the problem is that COVID mm. have been really hard for every place. I, I suppose that even in America have been hard, but here in Spain sure. was really, really, really complicated. So mm. now we are like the phoenix. Absolutely, you yeah. Know. Like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, exactly. Wow. From the ashes. So right now we have the ashes, but it is still wonderful. You know, I am... Mm -hmm. And this is about my city that have really, that something is typical is carnival, you know, like oh, wow. people, I, I think that this is the city that have more uh, songs about in the world because every year there are a lot of people that create a wonderful songs to explain like li uh, lyrics for the city, oh. you know. They, they make different. songs about the city. That's great. Because Carnival in Cadiz is not something like in Brazil or in Canaria, for example. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's something more critical. It, people use the lyrics, um, sing about the situation of the government, wow. uh, economic, uh, social problems, and sometimes to, to tell nice uh, of love to how they love the city wow the, and <laughs> he, here we are like we are the kind of person that are really proud are like american people with your mm -hmm. flag <laughs> yeah, we are true. really we are really proud of our city even yeah. in spain you you can find that because People in Spain have a little problem with the flag, but mm. if you ask a, a one person from one city of Spain, or they are not going to tell you. If if I ask you, Alan, where are you mm. from? You 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 will tell me, I'm from America. But if you mm. ask me, Maria, where are you from? I would say I'm from Cadiz. Even I'm not going to tell you. I'm from Spain. This is a <laughs> How to explain, Alan, is like a yeah. problem that we have after, you know, the dictator. Yeah, so there, you're saying that, like, in general, that in, in and especially in Cadiz, right? Cadiz people are very proud to be from Cadiz. Um, no, not... Or uh, just, Cadiz, not, just not, not so much as Spain. No, even more... In the mm. north of Spain, of course, you know, <laughs> but right. uh, even in Cadiz, we can show how we are from our land, from our mm, city, but right. everybody in Spain. But as here, as it's small and they have the carnival and they they express a lot the love that they feel for for them city, it's like mm. something that is typical here. They are completely in love, even. Even I have traveled with my friends or I have been some friends of mine that have traveled to another place that you say you are going to travel just one week, enjoy that place. And you know that if you travel with people with Cadiz, they are going to compare that with Den City. <laughs> <laughs> because of the pride. pride, because of the pride in, yes. uh, in, in Cadiz. Yeah, yes. I, I think that is interesting that you know, Spain has so much regional pride um, and and that Cadiz specifically has a lot of regional pride. Um, I thought that's so interesting about Carnival with the songs um, that that is not something I'd heard of, um, you know, around the Mardi Gras, the Carnival time. So, you know, we have um, here in the United States, New Orleans is very big for that. But it's all about party. It's all about floats and 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 that very similar to um, the carnival in Brazil. Um, but wow, that's so cool that there's a musical side to that in in Cadiz. That's so special. Yes, that's so special. And about the province, mm -hmm. I would say that we have everything. We have mountain, 
with the snow. We have a lot of beach and you have visited El Palmar, for example, yeah, or maybe Los Caños de Merca or Tarifa. And another place that I love from Cadiz is uh, Jerez, you know, yes, like yes. the cherry. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. uh, so explain, explain what the cherry is, because I think in, in the United States, it's not a very well-known type of, of wine. So, so tell us what makes that special. Alan, I'm not an expert. I'm expert in drinking it, not in, 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 in sherry. But right now I'm, I'm reading a book about sherry. Oh, yeah. And you know, I love, I, I visit Jerez every time. I, I have a lot of friends from there, so I really enjoy Jerez. And the cherry is, uh, is what the person that write the book said. It's like, it's a wine that everybody have listened about, uh, hmm. about sherry wine. No, mm -hmm. but it's a wine that not everybody know. Right. You know. They've heard of it, but they've never, they maybe don't know the taste and they might not it's, know it's, why it's different. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a lot to do, if I remember, um, from the time that we went um, to see the vineyard there. Um, it's because of the climate, right? It has a very specific drier climate that makes the um, them very sweet. That makes the grapes sweet. The the not not all the grapes are sweet, but mm. is the is the lamb is the lamb that is uh, mm. called albariza. That's land that sank in the oh. on the floor. Is called oh, wow. albariza, and even the weather. That is around it mm. is what makes and the sea close to to that lamb that Alvariza sank is what wow. makes that special because it you just can can make cherry in the in the area of Jerez you know not not the city because cherry is a, even is a lucar because of manzanilla that manzanilla is yeah you just can find in the in San Lucas. In that place exactly, mm. but the the area of Jerez is it take Chiclana, it take El Puerto, Jerez, even Trebujena, mm. Rota, and we have uh, three different kind of uh, grapes that are Palomino, Pedro mm. Jiménez, and Muscatel, and with these grapes they put in barricas that is like a uh, the barrels? The big, yes. Mm. Um, and it depends on how they make the crianza. I don't know how to say in English, like... Oh. Uh, um, the crianza would be like they, the how they breathing. put it together. The breathing. Yeah, they yeah. breed the, the, the um, types of uh, the, the, the grapevines. They actually, how yes. they make sure that they stay... And you mentioned the three different types of grapes that go into it, yeah. right? So they're making sure that the, like the lineage of those grapes is very pure. But what, what is wonderful is that uh, when they put the grapes, I'm not at the unexpert. <laughs> when they <laughs> but put you the sound grapes, like one. You know a lot. You <laughs> no, know a lot because no. that's very, very, um, it's very part of the region, right? Like a lot of people know about wine there. Even if you're not an expert, you're more of an expert than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so even when they put the grapes, mm -hmm. because of this uh, weather that we speak about, these conditions that happen in, mm -hmm. in this area, once bale of flowers appears and it's like mm -hmm. magic. I, I hope that people that is listening to me uh, looking for on internet on Google the bell of the cherry. The bell of the cherry. Okay, and that's when the that's when the the vines are are flowering. Um, it's not like because they put the grapes on the hmm. the on the boot, but it's like something that appears alone. But 
as I, I told you, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I, I'm an expert in, in drinking bad wines. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm reading about it. I have visited visit a lot of winery, but, <laughs> but after visit winery that we went together. You, do you mm -hmm. remember yeah. that we went to Gonzalez Via? We really enjoyed yeah. that night. Yes, absolutely. Probably a little too much, uh, but we very much enjoyed that night. Yes, and that's that's a great that's a great um, thing to say, especially as you're looking to promote, you know, one day the region and all the beautiful things in it. Um, you know, definitely Gonzalo Bias. Like the, we're not sponsored by Gonzalo Bias, but we will put that out there. Please go see that beautiful vineyard. Go taste the sherry wines. Go to Cadiz and see the beaches and uh, just all the natural beauty uh, and the people and the people and, and uh, all the Marikis of, of Cadiz out there that are amazing, warm people um, and that just make the, uh, obviously the physical beauty is great, but the people make um, Cadiz really special. Yes, that's, that's true, Alan. And even, do you remember that place? We went to the beach in Chiclana and we have lunch. Mm -hmm. Yes, it I was do. The paella was wonderful. Ah, yes, paella. Ah. So for those that don't know much about Spanish culture, um, the biggest thing is paella. Oh, the food is incredible, but the paella is legendary. It is something out of this world and the paella uh, is different right mariki between the different regions and and the particular paella in that region is is more seafood correct exactly because the paella is typical from valencia and mm. you know we make we may like we take <laughs> some ideas and we make our ways and they yeah. have seafood here it, it have seafood for example um, my friend that is from Alicante, and they made with rabbit and a, Ooh. a snail and a snail. Snake? A snail. A snail. Wow. Not a snake. A snake. The small. Oh snake. wait, snail or snake? Like the like. A, sn the... a snail. Oh wait, which one? It's not not as <laughs> M. A, I, L. Oh, snail. Yes, they put ah, rabbit. Ah, okay. Rabbit and snail. Interesting. Yes. Like escargot. Yes, exactly. And oh wow. Delicious. Ooh, that does sound good. And you said Alicante is where that's from. Yes, I think that my, my that they put it in wow. Alicante. Yes. Oh, because wow. paella yeah. is Can like typical that? from Valencia. Paella is mm. like typical from Valencia, but people from Alicante said, oh, uh, it's better in Alicante. And I was like, well, let's try in every place. It's, it's wonderful yeah. everywhere. Can you, so, so if, for those that aren't familiar with Spain, Valencia is in the um, north, East region of Spain, close to Barcelona. Um, it's in it, it's it's technically in Catalonia, correct? Valencia. Mm, not because it's or like no. a, it's down Catalonia, oh, okay. you know. But but in but it's not exactly. It's in the middle because Comunidad Valenciana is Valencia. Alicante and Castellón. Gotcha. You okay, know. so it's still up there. Close to the Catalonia region, but not. Quite. Yes, it's close. Okay. Even even Valenciano is similar as Catalan, the language, ah, gotcha. because because that um, that language we have in Spain. Even this is what I studied. Uh, mm. In Spain, we have different language in the country, and they are mm. official in in every in that regions. They are yeah. at the official as the Spanish at the same level. Oh, wow. So so they're officially full languages then, Valenciano and Catalan. Yeah, they are official. Yes. Wow. How, many are, how many other ones? I know there's in the north, 
They have the Basque. Basque, mm -hmm. gallego. Gallego. Eh, Valenciano. Valenciano mm -hmm. And Catalan. Yes. I think are that there any they other are. ones? I can't I, think of I any other ones. I don't think so. Hmm. In the Andalusia is, region, where you are, which is how how far is like, it's pretty much across the whole country, right? From from Cadiz all the way to, like Valencia. How how long would that be traveling? Um, how long? Um, when I travel to Valencia, it's maybe like two hours or something uh, by by plane. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember last time that I did. Oh. <laughs> And and maybe eight hours by train. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. But the great thing is, in Spain, you can get everywhere on on the trains, which is amazing. And um, something I wish we had in the United States, but we just we use cars. We use cars to drive everywhere. But um, yeah, it's the the train travel is great, but also the connectivity with flying. You can, like you said, get to the other side of the country fairly easily, fairly quickly. So um, that's great. Well, uh, so at this point, uh, you know, let's do some of the readings. Um, I think that's good based on how much time we have. Um, so if you have that pulled up, you can, um, and then when you're ready, uh, just read the first paragraph. The human voice can create a splendid music with some of the joy. Sets and flavor of life. Throughout time, we have used a speech to paint our shared vision for the globe. We try to play fair, sweet, to be honest and protect the earth. But in the screenplay, there is a clear problem. When we choose to make up our own slide of reality, every dream starts to find strength and blaze with potential. We don't think to gain the support of other groups, and after so, we should look to mend. Allow yourself to sprint forward and greet everyone with the best smile you have. Try to break free because the sky is the limit. Go onward, upward, and with great vigor. Great. And when you're ready, you can read the second paragraph. Okay, please call Stella. Ask her to bring these things with her from the story. Six spoons of fresh snow peas, five thick slabs of blue cheese, and maybe a snack for her brother Bob. We also need a small plastic snake and a big toy frog for the kids. She can scoop these things into three red bags and we will go meet her witness day at the train station. Great. And so now we have your, um, your paragraph that you've bought. And before you read it, um, tell, tell the story about this because we mentioned it at the beginning. Um, but uh, I think you have a lovely story to, to share in relation to this. And I remember bits and pieces of it. So it's because my father was the person, the, the person that more, how to explain my, my father loved Spain, loved Cadiz. Mm. And he was the kind of person that when Allah came here, he, he, mm. he was against to pronounce British or American words how yes. they have to be pronounced. He said, I will say Shakespeare as I read in Spanish, Shakespeare. And it was something that we used to joke a lot. And even I know that my father loved to, to joke about it because even my brother and I always speaks about Shakespeare, like wanted to, to listen to him saying the same a story every time and when when Alan came to Cadiz we went to have lunch with my father and I I took that topic to have a conversation with Alan that was from America and <laughs> and we was telling to my father what do you think that the name of my father was Alfredo uh, if Alan told you Freddy or 
Alfredo or something like that. And he said, no, my name is Alfredo. So, but I said, no, Alan is, is from the American. He's not going to pronounce your name as you want. So that's... <laughs> yeah, it was funny because he, he would say, you know, I'm going to say it Shaka Spare, but you're going to pronounce my name Alfredo. <laughs> and I was like, but but we have to use the same logic then, right? But uh, oh, it was that was a special moment. I remember when he was saying it, and he was saying, I think a quote from some Shakespeare thing, and, but he was saying it in Spanish, so I didn't really know what he was talking about. And then he kept on saying "shakespeare," and I had no idea what he was talking about at, at first. I remember kind of looking at you and I was like, am I supposed to know this? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was a, a something from Spain. And then I think you explained it to me. <laughs> you were like, spell it out. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're talking about Shakespeare. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, having coffee there right on the beach and I was just like completely confused um uh, but yeah what a special moment and you know a great man and, and so sorry that we we lost him um this this past year um you know our condolences definitely my condolences to you and your family um you know what a special what a special man very 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 amazing person they put him uh a street in Cadiz with mm -hmm. his name oh, wow uh, really on his memory yes because, oh wow! Because, as you know, he was really, really good person. My father was really good person. It's, but yeah. it's not nice that I said, but he was. And after he died, he suffered a lot. Um, everybody mm. was like in the in our district. Everybody was like, we we need to have a, a street with his name. At, and I have it from in front of my house. The wow. the street. If you look for on internet. Mm -hmm. His name, you will find his street with his name. That's amazing. That's that's yes. that's so cool that the community is so close that they saw you know his passing as something to celebrate and to honor him. Um, because he had businesses there in the community, right? I knew that he had the convenience store and um, you know, he was active in the community, so that's so. That's so amazing that they were able to, you know, rally around you and your family and, and honor him in that way. That was so, that's so amazing. We got some medal for, for his, his way of being, uh, how he was working. Wow. Uh, we got uh, from the pharmacy of Spain, the level of Spain, even the, the government uh, put on contact with us to invite us to um, um, like an act uh, in memory of people that, that died of COVID. And wow. now the, the government of Andalusia called to my brother to, mm -hmm. to tell him that in the level of Andalusia, the yeah. rain they are gonna give him another medal oh wow oh wow, yeah. oh, wow. We, he has like everybody was like mm, wanted to um, honor his memory you know yeah so that's amazing it was wonderful yes that's just such a a testament to who he was and um, the impact that he had on the community and i think he would be so proud, obviously, and knew that you were, you know, planning to support the region. But I think he'll be very proud to, you know, to know that um, his daughter is going to be also uh, supporting the region and um, sharing the great greatness that is that part of the world. Um, so I, you, yeah, I'm sure. Um, and your whole family, I'm sure, family. is very proud not only of his legacy but what you and your brother are creating as well. So um, that's thank you for sharing. To... That was amazing. Yes. We have to fight for with what we have around us. Absolutely. Well, um, so that was a great thank you for sharing. And, um, you know, so you've uh, tell us about the piece that, that, uh, that you're going to read. 
Yes, I, I'm going to read something because about that uh, books that I told you that I'm reading about Sherry Wine. Um, I read a um, paragraph of um, Shakespeare that Shakespeare write, you know, and it says, a good Sherry sucks have a two-fold operation in it. It accepts me into the brain, drives me, there are all the foolish and dull and curdy vapor which environs it, makes it apprehensive, apprehensive, quick, forgetive, full of mindful fire and delectable shapes, which delivery or air to the voice, the tone, which is the birth become excellent wit. The second property of your excellent cherries is the warming of the blood, which before cold and settled left the liver white and pale, which is the budget of pusillanimity <laughs> and cowardice. But the cherries work it and make its course from the inward to the part extreme. It illuminates a fate which is a beacon gives warning to all the rest of this likely this little kingdom. Mantua. And then the vital commoners and uh, inland pretty spirit muster, muster me all to their captain, captain to her who great and puff, puff it up with the retinue, dot any deed and courage. And this valor comes of cherry, so that skill in the weapon is nothing without sack. For that said, it's a word, and learning a mere whore on gold keep by a devil, till sack com commands it and set it in at and use. Here of, here of comes is the Prince Harry. He is valiant for the cold blood. He did natural, naturally inherit of his father. He had like limbs, sterile and bare land. Manor has, has bandage and tilled with the excellent endeavor and drinking good and good story of fertile cherries. That he is become very hot and valiant. If I have, this is the most important paragraph <laughs> because mm -hmm. it was so long for me. I have, if I had a thousand sons, the first human principle I would teach them should be to forsweet things potations, potations, and to addict themselves to suck. Sorry. <laughs> that the finish. <laughs> and if you want, I can read you in Spanish. Yeah, like let's hear it. Let's hear it in Spanish as well. And you are going to compare how different I sound and how <laughs> Sofia Vergara said how intelligent <laughs> I sound in Spanish. <laughs> un, un buen jarro de Jerez hace un doble efecto. Me asciende el cerebro, diseca allí todos los tontos, obtusos y agrios vapores que los rodean. Lo hace sagaz, vivo, inventivo, lleno de ligeras, ardientes y deliciosas formas, que, entregadas a la voz, la lengua, que les da la vida, se convierte en excelente espíritu. La segunda propiedad de vuestro excelente Jerez es calentar la sangre, la que antes fría y pesada deja al hígado blanco y pálido, que es el distintivo de la pusilamidad y cobardía. De ahí viene que el príncipe Harry sea valiente, porque la sangre fría que naturalmente heredó de su padre, semejante a un terreno mezquino, desnudo y estéril, la ha cultivado abonado. Labrado por el excelente hábito de beber un grande en grande, por frecuentes libaciones de fértil jerez, así es que se ha vuelto muy ardiente y bravo. Si tuviera mil hijos, el principio humano que les enseñaría sería proscribir de toda bebida ligera y dedicarse al buen vino de Jerez. It's shorter. I love it. Yeah, it's um, 
you know, I, I love how it talks about, and this is Shakespeare writing about Sherry's, right? It, he's writing about Sherry's and how it warms the blood and it makes us braver. And um, I think it's just such a beautiful passage and kind of encapsulates, um, you know, uh, memories of, of your father, of, you know, of your your province where where you live and you know the uh, the place that you're fighting for uh, so thank you for sharing that that's uh ah, worry, thank you thank you for inviting me to that <laughs> yeah and so the last thing we'll do uh before signing off is uh we'll just read the um the tag words so when you're ready um you can just read those words out one after hey. the other Aunt, roof, root, wash, oil, theater, iron, salmon, caramel, fire, water, sure, data, rim, crayon, New Orleans, pecan, both again, probably, spitting, images, Alabama, lawyer, coupon, mayonnaise, syrup, pajamas, coach, naturally, Aluminium, envelope, tournament. You know, it's interesting. I can hear uh, the British, right? I can hear the English uh, usage of words that you learned while you were there. I could hear that in, in almost all of the ones that uh, between American English and uh, British English that we have the differences. So it's it's interesting to see that you've adopted the British versions on most of those words. <laughs> This is what we learn here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the last part uh, we're going to do is our accent tag question. So I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to just re respond with what you would call that thing. Uh, if you can't think of it or don't know, you can just say, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, the first question is, what do you call it when you throw toilet paper on a house? <laughs> Uh, what do you call it when you call uh, when you throw toilet paper on a house? And maybe this is something that they don't do in Spain. So if you have no, no idea what I'm talking I don't, about, I don't. <laughs> papers in the house. Yeah, yeah, that's a tradition. Uh, I guess it's a, in the United States where if somebody has a house, you would throw toilet paper like in the tree as like a prank on somebody. Ah, no, no, yeah, never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> if, if someone have a house, a new mm -hmm. house or something, we give salt and oil. Ah, okay. For prosperity? Is that kind of yes. the idea? Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, yeah, that's like a gift. Yeah, this was like a mean thing to do to somebody. <laughs> um, so the second question is, what do you call bug that when you touch it, it curls into a ball? And again, this may be not a bug that you have in Spain. I'm not sure. When you walked, it's because I like, I, a, I, I like a bug that you touch it and it curls into a ball. No, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so, what do you call a bubbly carbonated drink? Combinated drink. Like carbonated, so um, like a Coca Cola. Like, what would you call that kind of drink? Ah, Coca-Cola with uh, a spirit or something, or just Coca-Cola? Just Coca-Cola. Ah, Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Refresco. Refresco. Okay, there Refresco. you go. Refresco. I'm sorry, Adam, call... but, but my dog is, like, crying. And then he will, like, <laughs> He's, okay. He's okay. I can barely hear him. We're good. Uh, so what do you call gym shoes? Like Gym going, shoes? if you're going to the, like the shoes that you would put on, like athletic shoes that you would put on to go to the gym. To the gym? But what do you mean with gym? Like uh, to go work out? Ah, work out. Like a sneaker. So we ah. said zapatilla or tennis. Tennis. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So um, sneakers. Yeah. Sneakers seems to be pretty universal. I've heard a lot of people say yes. sneakers. Yes. Sneakers so. is universal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what do you call when you address a group of people? We said ustedes. It's mm -hmm. like a formal way, way of speaking in, in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, mm, but we said like... Great. Um, 
I'm going to skip this next one because I think um, this is also an an, animal that's only in the United States. Um, But what do you call your grandparents? Eh, Abuelito. Abuelito. Okay. Always with the ito. Abuelita. Abuelita. Abuelito. Mm, Mi abuela. Abuelo. Do you have any special names for yours? No, no. I used to say abuela or abuelita. When I was small, I used to be really cheesy, so I used to say, eh, <laughs> abuelita. Um, what do you call the wheeled contraption in which you carry groceries at the supermarket? Like the cart? The cart, yes. Mm-hmm. What uh, do you call it? Carro. Carro. Very good. Carro. And then uh, what do you call the thing you change the TV channel with? Mando. 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 Very good. And then. El mando de la um, tele. Mando de la tele. Very good. <laughs> and uh, what do you call uh, when you're standing in line for something? Like when you're um, standing to wait for something and there's one person, yes. you know, yes, at, yes. one after the Fila other. Fila India. Fila India. Fila India. Okay. O en la cola. En la cola. Interesting. Okay. Well, that was the last question that I had for you. Um, again, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to speak and, and finding some time for us to reconnect. Um, I, I look forward to seeing you in um, a couple of months. Uh, and uh, you, any last thoughts before we sign off? No, that we have to enjoy our accent, our way to speak. Try to be better, but we don't have way to change uh, how we are. And I, I, I even try to to improve my English, but it's not a problem. I can't communicate with people, uh, and most of the time, it, even it's not necessary. Um, accent is wonderful because they, they, they say what we are, or where, when we are from. Even you yeah. have your accent from Argentina and when you speak in Spanish, it sounds like you have been there and it's, it has to make you be happy of have yeah. this experience, you know. Absolutely. It's something that marks who we are and it's part of who we are and it's something to be proud of. Uh, so, you know, uh, thank you so much um, thank uh, you for joining you, us, Adam. Mariki. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening and tune in next time for our next episode of Accent Marks.